Welcome to the homie holiday hour here at Make Do. I'm your magical host, (laughs) Madison Hale. And I'm going to take you on a journey. We are taking you on a journey into some little things. Some little Christmas things. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's my best impression of like a late night disc jockey delilah <laughs> there you go. delilah there you go i don't know if i have one of those voices it just sounds you just gotta get real deep and act like you don't want everyone to hear you just the person right next to you just the one person <laughs> listening on the radio exactly yours is better than mine i can't do it no it's good you're getting there you got that deep voice you just got to keep it low and slow let me tell you a story (laughs) this is be createful a podcast about finding fullness wait (laughs) <laughs> you went so slow, you forgot. It. This is Be Createful, a podcast about finding fullness through creativity. Okay, let me try again. This is Be Createful, a podcast about finding fullness through creativity. I'm Joe, And I'm Madison. And today on episode 97, it's the little things. Yeah. Tell us about what brought this to your to the forefront of your mind, Joe. Okay, what brought this to the forefront is that if you did not know, it's the middle of December. <laughs> December is a huge month for nonprofits. It's when, like, I think nationally, nonprofits bring in fifty percent of their charitable giving for the yep, year. Yep. It's somewhere between like thirty and fifty percent. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, Make do specifically is trying to bring in fifty percent. Of all of our giving for 2023 this month. Um, But in speaking of fundraising, one of the um, kind of the phrases that we use in regards to make do is that gifts don't have to be big to be significant. Um, We call kind of our overall fundraising the big picture um, and everybody puts in what they can and then it fills the picture up and then that is what we use to pour creativity out into our community. And so um, I think that that idea of things don't have to be big to be significant or in other words, small things add up, um, that there's, there's a conversation there. Absolutely. Um, and I don't think it just necessarily applies to nonprofits or giving no, in general. It doesn't just apply to money at all, but I think that that is an easy way to um, enter the conversation. Oh, yeah. Um, just like if you are out of school, out of college at all, and your parents are like, just put back $25 a month into mm-hmm. your retirement mm-hmm. or whatever, like those doing small things over time or along with a bunch of other people, adds up quickly. Yes. So that's what we're going to talk about. So then let's go back to your beginning example there. So you're talking to someone about giving, Mm. and you're telling them it doesn't have to, your gift doesn't have to be big to be significant. Mm. What Dive in a little bit deeper into what you mean by that. I think that we have, I don't know what else to call it, a culture of grandeur. (laughs) Um. (laughs) We have cliches like all or nothing, go big or go home. Can you think of any others? Like uh, uh, that kind of mentality of if it's not going to be huge. Why bother trying? Why bother? All? Yeah. Then it's not worthwhile. You're not doing anything halfway. You, you've, you know, all of that. Right. And so whenever we see a problem, whether that's a huge fundraising goal someone has or a huge project we want to tackle or a huge, um, even if it's not a project, even if it's like my house is a mess. Mm -hmm. Well, if I can't clean it, take eight hours to clean all of it, why would I even spend 30 minutes getting started? Mm -hmm. Um, So that is how it kind of carries over into that attitude or perspective that we have on our day-to-day life, I think. Which I 
I struggle with this mentality personally. Um, I think maybe some of this comes from a striving for excellence, Mm -hmm. that if I'm not able to do something the way that I expect to with excellence, then I don't want to try it at all. Right. Which, and I think you've touched on that before with your issues with perfection, where it's like, either it's going to be amazing or I'm just not doing it. Right. And if I can't do it the best of anyone who's ever done the same thing mm-hmm. again. So that just adds a whole nother layer of ridiculousness. Yeah. Um, it's self-defeating. Yeah. Um, a lot of people with depression talk about how like you, a lot of, some elements of depression come from this sort of self-defeating attitude of, well, I already haven't met this goal or I haven't done this. So why bother doing anything else? Mm-hmm. And it breeds this awful cycle of just not really achieving much of anything that you want to achieve it you know your previous so-called failures keep you from trying again yeah um and that's not a that's a hard i know i've been in this mentality before it's not a good mentality to have but it's one that's very easy to fall into also it's completely counterproductive Mm -hmm. completely like doing something is always better than doing nothing. You know, I I would think that, but then when I was a kid in school, I wouldn't turn in an assignment because I thought it would look better if I just forgot to do the assignment than turning in a halfway done assignment. Mm. In what world does that make sense? Well, in the world of Madison's head. Right. Because in some ways, like, if it looks like you didn't care, like, oh, well, I just didn't even try, then it somehow you come out looking better yeah or you assume you come out looking better than all than just trying somewhat right or like if oh I just forgot yeah and if I had remembered then it would have you know then my project would have been way more amazing Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's some sort of scarcity mindset involved in all of this so we um several episodes ago talked in great detail about scarcity versus abundance mindset. But just to recap, a scarcity mindset says that there's only, the pie is only so big and there's only so much to go around. And so once you allocate a resource to one thing, it's gone. And so when it comes to something like this, or, you know, like thinking, why would I put any energy into something that I can't do all the way? It's like we don't want to waste whatever resource that is on something that's not going to get us what we want. Mm-hmm. Um, because in that thinking, resources are limited. Right. And so once I put in the energy to vacuum my floor, mm-hmm. let's say, but then if I don't also do everything else, then it was really wasted energy because in two days, the floor is going to need vacuumed again and I'm going to be back where I started. So why even bother? And I think that's where the faulty thinking lies, um, is assuming that putting in that effort to say vacuum your floor or only do half Mm -hmm. the assignment um, was somehow because it wasn't done to the way that you wanted it to, that therefore it was wasted time. Right. Versus like, I think the flip side of that would be to see it as I got this thing done or I did as much as I could for today. And I put in effort. It all, I think that you got it there, like that you put in effort because I think we see it as a one-to-one trade-off. My energy for the thing I want. So mm-hmm. the energy it takes to vacuum the floor, in return, I get a clean house. If I can't get a clean house, it's not worth the energy of vacuuming the floor. Instead of looking at all of the the other impact that choosing to spend my energy in that way has that really is nothing to do with the final product or the final goal, you know, because sometimes choosing to vacuum the floor, like choosing to take energy to um, do something to better my space or to do something for someone else or um, spend my time in a way that's not like selfish mm-hmm. um, or self-indulgent, that has uh, impact isn't the word I want to say. That has value. Yeah. Well, and th- the way that I was I was trying to follow along with you as you were saying that was, you know, vacuuming your floor might lead you to, oh, well, that only took 15 minutes. Right. I might have time for other things. Right. And this is where our humanity comes in, mm-hmm. where we are very complicated beings. So we can't just put in 
put in one stimuli and get out the same thing every time. Right. So yeah, you may only have time to vacuum your floors, but what if you had time to vacuum your floors and maybe wash a dish or two? Well, there, you've already done more than you set out to do. Yes. And a lot of times, because getting started is the hardest part, mm-hmm. and an object in motion stays in motion. Yes. So if I can put my crocheted ornament down long enough, also, I've made like a thousand of them. That's probably good. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I don't need to sit here and make another one. I can take 15 minutes to do something else. Yes. But And then those 15 minutes over time build up. It's like a few podcasts ago, you were talking about your like little to-do list or I don't remember how you Mm -hmm. called it. Yeah. I, it was just like an extra short to-do list. And actually I, I did something like this yesterday. I took the day off and I know it was so sad. (laughs) I'm happy for you. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) Self-care. You should take the day off, but like I was happy. (laughs) Well, I appreciate being missed. So here's what I did. There were a few things that I had to do that day. And I also knew it was my day off. I could have chosen to get done the things that had to get done and then keep going like, okay, I'm going to clean the house. I'm going to do like take care of a lot of different chores. Mm -hmm. But that wouldn't have felt like a day off. Mm Mm-hmm. I couldn't take the whole day to just do whatever I wanted because there were other responsibilities that I had to take care of. So what I tried to do was my short list and do little things like incrementally. So like yesterday to take care of my body, like I took a shower, I drank a green smoothie, and I also took my body out to go walk around a thrift shop for a little bit. Mm. Like all of the things that I needed to, you know, to take care of my body, both fun and healthy ways. Um, my house, I did cook dinner, but my house was not clean. Like there were, there were other things that could have gotten, like I didn't do laundry Mm -hmm. either. Um, but I took care of what I needed to, went to my appointments, all that. And still it was like, quote, a productive day, but I would call it like a wholesome day Mm -hmm. where things got done. I felt better and I was refreshed to come back to work. Yeah. Whereas if I tried to make it, quote, a product, like a truly productive day and get a ton of things done, I would have been just as tired as when I left. Right. Well, that's the problem with always <clears throat> focusing on things in terms of productivity mm-hmm. or like energy in, product out. I wanted to, you know, there were parts of me that were like, it's my day off. I want to get so much done mm-hmm. and have like this big show of like, look at all of these things that I did. But that's not what the point was Mm -hmm. (laughs) there were things that I needed to do for both emotionally and physically and some of those things aren't big Mm -mm. some of them were as small as like nourishing my taking the time to nourish my body with good food or taking care of my brain by going to therapy Mm -hmm. stuff like that so I guess that's what how I need to look at it when it's time to go to Walmart when you need food for yourself yeah yeah um what was I gonna say I don't remember. So, so I was distracted because I've been holding Pip's phone for her and she's like drooling all over my hand. So, okay. So we want to focus on, today we want to focus on talking about little things, mm-hmm. but bef- but we've talked about like big things some. What do we lose out on when we're only focused on the big grand gestures and the big things like, you know, when I'm focused on, I need to get my whole house cleaned. I need to... um I need to show Richard how much I love him by making this big public grand gesture and posting Mm. it on Facebook. I need to give, um, you know, really flashy, expensive gifts at Christmas just to, you know, I want to do these big things. Like, what do I miss out on? I think we miss out on like 80% of our life. (laughs) But seriously, like that's the statistic, right? Is that like 80, that 80, 20 rule. So it's 20% of the people do 80% of the work. Um, 20%, they use it all the time. Like if you eat, if you can eat healthy 80% of the time and the other 20% can be kind of indulgent, that's actually a pretty good balance. Hmm. Um, If like, I think that 20% or less, honestly, is the grand stuff. That's like the the big fancy icing on the cake. Yeah. The flourishes, the sprinkles, all of that. Yeah. So I think if that's the only thing that you're focused on, then you're missing out on like the other 80% of the mundane. 
So I think about romantic comedies. I'm a very relational person. So thinking about this in terms of a romantic relationship makes a lot of sense to me. So a, a lot of those movies are these big grand gestures, yeah. whether they're public or they're very like extravagant. But as most people who are coupled will tell you, that's not the life that you have when you, you know, when you, even when you're courting someone, but when you're, you know, in a committed relationship, you got the day-to-day -day grind, the 80%. Um, but I like that you said that you need both. You need a little bit of the grand gesture, but it can't all be grand gesture because then there's no substance. Also, like, what counts as a grand gesture for one person would maybe be terrifying to someone else. So when you're looking at relationships specifically, are, are you doing whatever the grand gesture is because that's what your person would want or because you're wanting you're wanting to do this huge big thing mm -hmm. um i think this can even go in friendships too when i'm thinking about gifts for my friends sometimes it can be easy to think well what would i want mm -hmm. instead of truly thinking okay well what would they actually want? Do they want to open up their present right in front of me? Or will it make it more comfortable for them to open their present at, you know, on their own time yeah. and then thank me later? Yeah. Well, and it starts because of social media. It starts so early now, like the grand gestures that like, how are people supposed to keep up? Oh, it makes me think of all of these kids getting asked to homecoming or prom. Yeah. Like the promposals that people are doing. And then... When it's when you actually get engaged, uh, you know, to be married, yeah, then what? And you're always it's having gotta to be bigger, having the having the gender reveal parties mm -hmm. and announcing that you're gonna have a kid. Sometimes it can feel like you just have to keep topping it, yeah, when to get that serotonin hit or whatever, yeah. like it just has to get bigger and bigger and bigger, which is not sustainable. And the flip side of that is, is that some people will then decide, well, I'm not doing any of it. But what ends up happening is you, then you don't end up sharing your life and your excitement with people. Like people want to know that good things are happening, but maybe they, they don't need to see a big giant hullabaloo about it. Right. Also, who are you doing it for? Yeah. Are you, Again, are you doing it to show that person, I see you and I know you and I like value what you would want mm -hmm. or... I want to go viral. Yeah. So actually, I love what you just said there because um, one of the things I ask myself is what are little things? Oh. what Like what? Because like th there might be a short list of things that we can say. So I thought of things like, you know, writing someone a note or for you, it's mm -hmm. a sonic drink. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But then that got me thinking. I was like, little things. It doesn't have to be sonic in any beverage. Yeah. In any beverage. Joe's love language is beverages. Not Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi products That's off my the table. Hate language. Uh, <laughs> Why does it even exist? Okay, so small um, gestures. Yeah, small gestures. You know, those are the little things. But like, I think what really codifies it is, uh, it is a showing of the knowing. Oh, okay. look at that. I know. So it is the showing that you know someone. Uh -huh. That that's what they need. And sometimes those little things, those little shows of, hey, I see you and I know what you want, can almost seem like big grand gestures mm -hmm. when they're little things. Well, because it is the big thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. like it is the, that is the more important thing is to be known by someone. Exactly. Not to like go in a hot air balloon and get proposed to. Yeah. Your girl's afraid of heights. Yeah. That would have terrified me. So I'll give an example here. One of my favorite gifts that I've ever received was a pin cushion. Hey. And I got it when I was in college from my roommate and we hadn't been friends that long. Um, and the reason it's so meaningful to me is because she saw what I was interested in it's shaped like an apple. And at the time I had been dressing up as Snow White for a while. Mm. So it was combining two things I really uh -huh. liked. And no one had ever bought me things for my hobby. That's always something that I had to do for myself. But someone saw me, knew enough about me to know something that I might want, mm -hmm. found it specialized for things that I was interested mm -hmm. in, even outside of sewing. And then that was her gift to me. Yeah. 
I love that pin cushion. Like yeah. that, that is, that is like the perfect symbol of like, like knowing me. Yes. So even though it probably cost like five or $6, it's one of the more meaningful gifts I had. And it was just a little gift. So there you go. That's my little thing that has yeah. meant a lot to me. That's why I hate things like Secret Santa. Um, because like if you don't know, I always have a hard time giving gifts because like, especially as an adult, what I'm gonna why don't I just hand you a twenty dollar bill and you hand me a twenty dollar bill? Like mm-hmm. when it comes down to just the gift it seems odd. It, it, to me, only is important if it has some sort of significance, like you're saying. And in those ways, it doesn't need to be big to have significance at all. Exactly. Um, I'm a person who's always enjoyed the little things. So thinking about this podcast, I was like, how do I get into a mindset of like wanting the big grand gestures? Um, because that's not really something that I'm naturally drawn towards. I think that our lives are so day to day, our lives can look very much the same. So no matter what, if you've got kids in school, if you have like, we get into our routines Mm -hmm. and our day to day life looks the same. And so it's the big things that like interrupt that the shake mundane. things up. Yeah. And so then that's that's the appeal of them, right? That's mm-hmm. why we're, you know, focused on that vacation we're going to go on in uh, six I months see. or like the big things draw a lot of our attention because mm-hmm. they're big. And I think it takes a lot more effort to, in the midst of the mundane, actually find the joy that you're seeing in the small things. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And and I think it's good to have those larger things to maybe like help to motivate us to keep us going. But the little things also can help you stay in the day to day, you know, mundane. With gratitude. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Agreed. So is, has there ever been like a little something that someone has done for you that had a big impact on you? I was trying to think about that when you said the fav- your favorite gift that you ever had. I, I think if I took some time to think about it, probably like five or six things would pop into my mind, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but I can't think of like nothing's coming right to the top of mm-hmm. my mind now. But you did say about pincushion. And when Denise, my quilting mentor, we lived in the same town for a while and then she moved. And when she moved, she I was working at Starbucks and she came through the drive-thru at Starbucks and dropped off a pincushion for me. <gasps> really? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So I still remember that story. I was so sad she was leaving. And she just dropped off this little pincushion. And it's still the pincushion I use at home. There you go. Mm-hmm. Pin cushions are special. Um, well, I think about, you know, visiting people at work or having like flowers delivered to someone mm-hmm. at work. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that's like a big deal, but I think it also does shake up the mundane, mm-hmm. the everyday. If if that's something that's okay. I'm not saying go start running right. to your friend's work. So Muli will always, she does a couple of things and all involves like writing little notes. Mm-hmm. So um, occasionally I will get a note in my P.O. box that just has her perfume sprayed on it. and Like nothing else? It's just like... It's just her perfume. It'll be like a blank... She buys these 50 pack of colored note cards yeah. with envelopes from Target or whatever. And it'll just be one of those with her perfume sprayed on it. And maybe she'll sign it Moo and the date. Mm-hmm. Um, or since since make do or since I was in Ireland, she would just write, uh, go follow this path God I don't remember how she no, she's gonna feel bad because I don't remember how she says it now. But anyway, um, and then she'll just like sign Moo and the date really small, like down in the corner. But when I open my P.O. box, like all I can smell is it's the perfume. perfume. Or whenever we visit her or when she comes to see me, when she leaves, I'll find a note somewhere that says thanks for coming. Mm. So even if like she comes to see me, she'll write thanks for coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and leave it on a little sticky note, like hidden in my glasses case or something like, like in <laughs> yeah, the most hidden. random places. So our family has a lot of little 
kind of like inside love languagey things like that um that just have developed over time yeah yeah I mean I think about every time my parents come my mom makes cheese crackers for me or um I had a friend of mine. Where oh, those are like her homemade Cheez-Its? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Y'all, they are so very They good. are very good. Um, I also think about a friend of mine. When I go to visit her, we, we play Hide the Saltine, <laughs> which is from Scrubs and uh, one of our favorite TV shows. And so we get like a pack, like one of those like two packs of saltines from like a restaurant. Uh-huh. And we just hide that packet somewhere. <gasps> I love randomly. it. Um, and, you know, I think going back to what you said about the grand gestures shaking up life, I guess the little gestures do too, but it's not so It's the public. accumulation of them too. Yeah. Like it's the fact that you do that every time or that mm-hmm. Muli and I, like we're going to hide notes like every time. Um, it's like the slow and steady drip yes. of little it's things. It's the tortoise of relationship. It's the tortoise. I love it. And I would say that that is what good relationships, romantic or platonic, are built on. It's not... I mean, there is places for raging fires of passion or, like, having awesome, intense friendships that happen so quick, but it's the small and steady, like, yeah, I'll come over and help but take care of your But those will also pet. burn out. Mm-hmm. Um, you can... But you... I would say it eventually dies down and you can choose to either keep it up with the little things or eventually it will die out. Because it's just, it's not sustainable. Like, let's talk about an actual fire, an Mm -hmm. actual raging fire. Well, you have to keep putting something on it to keep the flames that high. Mm -hmm. Either like dousing it with lighter fluid, (laughs) which is extremely fast burning. Yeah. Or like you have to have piles and piles and piles of wood to keep adding onto it. So like the amount of resources that it takes to keep something that big going consistently. You can't go on vacation, you know, 12 times a year. You can't, you know, expect to have a large event happening every weekend. I also think that's why, you know, people talk about how money doesn't solve all your problems and actually wealthy people are not as happy as people who are just regular. (laughs) I'll have to remember the number, but there is specific, they've done studies. There is a specific number at which having more than this amount of money decreases your happiness. And it's because everything is so big. Everything you're doing is big and extravagant and eventually (laughs) Pip found a fly. Um, like eventually you're, you're, you don't have any of the mundane anymore. Yeah. You're not having to work for anything. I think there's, I think there's any number of reasons Mm -hmm. why that might be true, why that is the case, but that could be one of them where it's like nothing feels special anymore. Um, I love the fact that in the Bible, God tells the Israelites to have like holidays and days of rest. You have the slow drip of the Sabbath, but then you also have like those occasional feast days and things to take breaks. So even even in that story, there's an understanding of, yes, you do need those big holidays to spend time with your family doing something specific, but then you also need the weekly like, all right, it's time to rejuvenate mm-hmm. and refocus yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of it in terms kind of of the power of consistency instead of before, in, I guess, um, opposition to the power of, like, the grand gesture. Mm-hmm. And it is the tortoise in the hair, right? Like, if the hair is the grand gesture, all speed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then the consistency and showing up day after day after day is the tortoise. And I'm pretty sure the tortoise wins the race, right? Uh, yes. Uh, because the thing is, is that the hair burns out and takes a nap. Yeah. And so, well, and he's like so full of pride. He's like, I'm so fast. I can totally take a nap. I think that's where people kind of falter in relationships where they're like, well, if I just do enough big stuff, then I'll be able to keep this person around, which of course relationships are not transactional. But as long as I only have to do, you know, as long as I do something for their birthday and for Christmas and, you know, occasionally throw something else in there, I'll be fine. But then they forget the small little things that it mm-hmm. takes to be able to build relationships. Like, you're not going to have a good relationship even if their birthday, Christmas, and, like, one of, like, Valentine's Day is great. Mm-hmm. Just the nature of it. How do you think that this um, applies to creativity? So, 
Um, at least in my creative life, it's the little things that give me like the wins to be able to like push myself on to the bigger projects to give me the confidence and the strength to be able to do the bigger things. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of times where all I want to do is I want to make big grand <laughs> dresses or outfits and things, but I can't do that all the time. Yeah. I can't do a, co I can't do a cosplay every month. Some people do. And, but that's like their full-time job. I have other things that I have to right. do. So sometimes sewing that month may look like I just make a shirt, mm -hmm. like a, like a simple knit shirt. And for me, that's a small thing. Mm -hmm. um, for other people, their, their small creativity might be, I finished a coloring sheet today. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes that's enough. I think for me, how it plays in is I definitely get stuck in the all or nothing mindset. Mm. Like if I don't have time to spend a whole weekend getting lost in this project, definitely another part of it where it's like, if it's that expectation, I want to be able to do it like this, mm -hmm. but our lives oftentimes don't allow for those mm -hmm. large chunks. Like of it's time. the same for me with reading. Mm -hmm. Like I want to just have days where I get lost in a book and read a whole book in a day. It's been a decade since I've read like that, honestly. Yeah. Um, we have several episodes where we've talked about in our tips, always like break it down into small chunks, just do one step at a time. And that's really at the center of this conversation too, I think is that those little steps that you're taking add up to the, end goal mm -hmm. but those small steps also have so much payoff besides that goal ever being accomplished because you're like showing up over and over and over and over again yeah and I think the getting started part is the worst part oh, like you had talked about because it feels like there's so much against you and you're like you just need to take a bite out of it just take a little a little bit like I I have a big project that I'm working on right now that um, is going to need to get done by the end of, or yeah, by the end of January. And I have started some of it, but I haven't done like a, a big patterning piece yet. And I'm like, is I this just, a personal project? It's a personal project. I just need to do I'm it. I'm sitting here going, what, what make do project oh, no. is this? But like, if we want to yeah. specifically make it about make do, I'm getting ready to plan out almost half my year. Mm -hmm. And I was telling a kid this, where he's like, you know, why are you so tired? I said, well, you know, I'm I'm getting ready to plan out half my year, and it can feel like so much when yeah. I'm art when I'm already in this busy December season, and I'm thinking about what I'm going to have to do for the next almost six months. It really wears me out. But then I think I don't have to get it all done in a day. I right. don't do all of my classes at once. Right. It's just I need to just sit down. And just plan it out for one day. Mm -hmm. And I get done what I got. So like I got some done yesterday. Today I'm going to finish it up. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to move on to the next piece. And mm -hmm. that's how you do it. Yeah. But it is so, I wish I could convey this like over um, when I'm talking with people. It is so much easier to say than to do. Oh, absolutely. Like, if, if I could just reiterate that, it is so much easier to say, yeah, just take it a little bit at a time. Do what you got to do to make that happen. Set a timer, get yourself a warm beverage, do what you can, but at least show up for 10 minutes just to do it. Yep. Especially because our energy does ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. So not just, oh, I'm tired today. Oh, today I have energy. Not like that, but our energy for specific tasks. Yes. Like sometimes I have a lot of creative energy. What I... That comes from two things, either from it being last minute and this is the final day to get this project out to the world. Yeah. And then that's when I get, you don't really energy. have an option at that point or when I'm so busy that I don't really have time to take on a huge creative project at home, but that's all I want to do. Yeah. So my creative energy comes at the most <laughs> inopportune times. I wish I could like control it. Yeah. Um, and so all I can do then is say, I'm showing up for this project today and we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. You just got to take a bite out yeah. of it. Yeah. Which maybe that's what I need to go home and do today. Take a little bite out of my personal project that I would like oh. to get done. So. Is it a secret? Uh, no, it's, it's for anime con. It's another oh, okay. cosplay. So 
We'll see what happens. Um, okay. Speaking of anime and cosplay and all that. Yeah. I do have to share a text that I got from Mooley. Okay. <laughs> recently. So um, Halloween week, we talked about um, Dungeons and Dragons and Ma- at Madison's choice and I knew nothing about it. So she explained Dungeons and Dragons to me. Now I feel totally prepared. By the way, um, on Monday at the teen class, uh-huh. one of the teens was over yapping about NPCs and I turned around and I said, I know what that means. <laughs> and she said, it means non-player character. I said, I just told you I knew. You didn't even let me prove that I knew it. Anyway, <laughs> so now I am like know so much about Dungeons and Dragons. But Muli sent me a text that... Um, all along when we've been talking about it, she's been thinking Dungeons and Dragons was like cops and robbers, which did you ever play cops and robbers as a kid? No, but I mean, I played chase when I was, a we kid. used to play it like in youth group as, Oh, like as grown, like not grown ups, but teens. teens. And you would start in one place, like in the Hastings parking lot. Hastings was a movie rental place. <laughs> and then we would have to make it back to the church building. Mm-hmm. Um, the robbers would without the cops. Finding like catching them and them. catching them. So Mooley thought that Dungeons and Dragons was a game that was played outside like Cops and Robbers. And this whole time she's been imagining Madison um, running around like dressed like a fairy or whatever, <laughs> running around Cersei. So, in which I was like, how could she think that I would do? And I thought, yeah, if that was a thing, I'd probably do it. Yeah, <laughs> you absolutely would. So. <laughs> Fair, Mooley, fair. Um, but no, I, I play it at a table in a room with so, people. Why did I think down. that? Oh, because you're working. It's a cosplay, it's a cosplay thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's not to run around Cersei. It's to go to Comic-Con. It's to go to Comic-Con, yes. So I can run around Little Rock looking like uh, doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, going back to what we were talking about, Comic-Con is one of those big things mm-hmm. that those big grand creative things that I get to dig, sink my teeth into. Um, but, I'll, but there are times where I don't have energy for that. And sometimes I feel bad about that, that I'm like, man, I really wish I had the energy to be able to do this right now. Oh, but, especially cause it's something that you want. Yes. Yeah. But sometimes what I, what I need is different uh-huh. and that's okay. Um, and it's the same way in relationships. Sometimes you're like, man, I really wish I could do this big grand gesture for someone, but all I have effort for, or all I can give right now is just bring them their favorite candy bar. Mm. And doing that is more than doing nothing. Yeah. And sometimes it can be worth even more than a big grand gesture. And sometimes those small things are in fact like more meaningful. Cause like we've said, it's the knowing and the showing. Wait, what did you say? The showing, the showing of the knowing. Of the knowing. Yeah. Of the knowing of whoever it is. Yeah. So. It's like anytime anyone brings us something lemon related. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it just lets us know that they've been thinking about us. And that make do is comes into their mind. And mm-hmm. that this place is important to them. And they take the time to know that that's what we, you know, that's what our branding uh-huh. is. That doesn't take a lot of time. But I think about people who give us, like, specifically Sonic gift cards. Uh-huh. Like, they they have to know us. Yeah. That's not necessarily public knowledge, unless you listen to those podcasts, um, that we like Sonic, mm-hmm. and they know, and so that's cool that they know, and then they showed that they knowed. Yeah. They knowed. They, they, they showed that they knowed. It's the showing of the knowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh and my they goodness. showed that they knowed. Yeah. So... So when it comes, to, like, circling it back around to the beginning, uh-huh. so when it comes to giving, like, someone's got this big goal, like, mm. you know, oh, uh, we're raising, you know, $20,000 for oh. this. Someone may look at that and go, oh, I t- all I've got is, like, 10 bucks. Yeah. What is that going to do? What would, you, what would right. you say then after having this conversation? Um, I think that you cannot... Well, I can only say what it does for us Mm -hmm. when, first of all, we don't know, like, it's hard for us to ask money, ask people directly for money because we don't want anyone to feel like they can't, that they have to say no and that that's going to make us disappointed. Mm -hmm. And so it can be really hard to directly ask people 
for money um, outside of times like Giving Tuesday or end of year Mm -hmm. when it feels a little easier because you're like, okay, people expect it. Mm -hmm. Um, But what it does for me personally when someone donates small is it really gives me like encouragement that this person cares about the work that we're Mm -hmm. doing. Um, We have a few monthly donors that give like $5 a month or $10 a month. Um, And I am a single person having to take care of an entire life. Like I have Mm -hmm. to pay my whole mortgage Mm -hmm. on one income. Mm -hmm. I have to like, I have canceled Netflix because I'm like, Mm, yeah, this does not fit in my yeah. a month. Yeah, so I know what $5 a month or $10 a month can mean for someone. Mm-hmm. And so, honestly, I don't make any distinction when I think about our monthly donors, the ones that give $5 a month or the ones that give 50 or the ones that give 100 mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, to me, they all are, well, they, we call them our zest friends. Yeah. There's a link in the show notes, by the way, y'all. But, um, that uh, they're all like our zest friends. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, There's no like classing system to that. No. And there really is strength in numbers. That's what I have seen over and over is like that total at the end of the month that, that we're getting um, because of all of our monthly donors, like really adds up. Mm-hmm. And what it does more than just that is it's the total number of donors. Like it's seeing, oh my gosh, there's 40 people that believe in make do enough that they made it a priority every month to support us. Yes. And so every month I see their name come up in our accounting, like in our QuickBooks, and every month we send a little video video to our Zest friends. And so um, it's, it's just a recurring source of encouragement for us. And the same is true on Giving Tuesday, like the number of people that donated $5 or $10. And we had bigger donations, of course, but like it was seeing the total number of supporters that was just as like flabbergasting and encouraging to me as like the total amount. Well, and that's what got me when I was going through this whole process was the people that came out to support us, some people that I didn't even, that I hadn't talked to in a while, mm-hmm. people that I didn't directly ask, like it, it wasn't the number that they gave. Yeah. It was that it was who gave. Right. And sometimes that's what matters in the yeah. little things is who's giving. Yeah. So. Because again, yeah. you're, you're raising your hand and you're saying, I'm here. Like, I will show up for you. One way that I'm trying to do, like, a small thing is if anyone follows us on Instagram, I'm just sending them, like, a, hi, their name. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I see you. Thanks for the follow. Like, because that's a way that it can feel like you're just one of many and that that account that you're following doesn't really, like... Doesn't know that you exist. Yeah, or even notice that Mm -hmm. you've showed up in their space. And so when I think about how much we talk about community and and make do as a catalyst for building community, um, then we need to... How are we actually cultivating community? Um, And so it's been really fun... I don't know if that's the right word. It's been impactful for me sending those messages, whether that person responds or not. And actually most people do because mm-hmm. it's like shocking to <laughs> like, Whoa, this account <laughs> to get just, a DM Whoa. from someone that you just start following. Um, but we also lose supporter or lose followers all the time too. So like you were saying, how do we um, earlier, I guess, how do we notice the small things? And for me, that is one practice of noticing, um, the small things that Mm -hmm. over time do have impact. Yes. Um, I like what you said earlier too, about like having gratitude in like the small things help Mm -hmm. you to go through your life with gratitude and taking the time to acknowledge the small things. Um, obviously like it helps to foster and then grow even more gratitude in your life Yeah, where you're taking the time to enjoy the weather, to enjoy the time that you have with your kids to, you know, be able to say, wow, it's really nice that I have the ability to go and get a Sonic drink when I want to get one. Yeah. 
I saw a reel of this person being like, everyone talks about why being an adult, how being an adult is so hard. And they're like, she's like, I don't get it. I just wanted ice cream. And so I came and got ice cream. Yeah. Being an adult is awesome. (laughs) So that's like, oh yeah, wait, let's reframe this. Well, and I think that falls into expectations. Like, when you're an adult, you're expected to be responsible and do things mm-hmm. a certain way mm-hmm. all the time. And, you know, I think the trueness, like the true adultingness is maintaining responsibilities while also knowing that sometimes what you need is just ice cream in the middle of the day. Yes. Or you just you just need that you realize what you need and then you just go and take it. Right. Well, and back to this all or nothing, we think, oh my gosh, I didn't do it all. I may as well have done nothing or, oh, I'm a rubbish adult. Mm -hmm. Or when you're little, you have someone on you telling you what to do. And as an adult, you don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, or if you do, it's that awful little voice in the back of your head. Right. Right. And so really, I like what you said that the, the adulting is like actually finding the balance and being like, oh, no one's here to tell me to go to bed, but I know I should, so I'm going to. Yeah. Like those small things. Too. I know it's going to benefit me to go ahead and go to bed right now. Mm-hmm. Here's yeah. an example of a small thing that we decided to do. Well, I guess it wasn't so small. I mean, it took us a lot of time, um, but after Giving Tuesday, we decided we're going to send individual videos to everyone who gave they were short mm-hmm. 20 seconds to a minute <laughs> mine were madison's a minute. were a little longer <laughs> um but f- for each person for us overall it took a little bit of time yeah but for each person it actually was a pretty small gesture yeah i got so many messages back like Oh my gosh, how sweet. Thank you. And that was, it was the least we could do. Oh, absolutely. For the support that people poured out to us. And I even had someone this week say, send me an email back like, oh, I just watched this because I assumed it was just a generic video that you sent to everyone, but you personalized it. It was just for me. Um, Those are the things that honestly are important. And I don't mean important for us to get more donors. That's not what I mean. I mean like important for the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are ways to show up to know up. <laughs> <laughs> show up to know up. In, yeah. in your own relationships too. Yeah. Okay. So this time of year, people really struggle with, I don't know, like I'm a terrible gift giver. Yeah. And I think it's because we set expectations for ourselves of this is what a gift needs to look like. Yeah. So I've actually made it a mission of mine to work really hard to become a good gift giver. Mm. And so for me, this is what it looks like. When I see something that makes me think of someone, even if it's small, I go ahead and buy it and I stash it away. Yeah. And I have a special spot in my house where like, yeah, it goes here. Um, so that I can go back into there and then, oh, great. I have like this multi-part Christmas gift I can give to someone. Maybe it's made of a bunch of a little things or maybe it's, you know, one or w- one thing that they really like, but then I've got a Christmas gift for them. Um, I also go onto their Pinterest and I get the vibe for them. Ooh. So there are some, yeah, so this is a sneaky hack. So if you've got friends on Pinterest and I've got a couple of guy friends on Pinterest too, I go on their boards and I'm like, what do they like? Mm. What kinds of colors and things are they into? And so I like kind of do that, but just kind of doing your homework on your friends. Yeah. Like what's their favorite coffee shop, getting them a gift card to there or like, you know, do they really like photo albums? Okay, I'm going to make a, you know, I'm going to go and print out pictures of us and like put, you know, do that. And those are all things that I've done for my friends in the past. And it makes gift giving almost a joy because it's a celebration of the relationship of like, I am taking note of who you are and I appreciate who you are. And this gift is a reflection of that. You've showed that you know. I've showed that I know. Um, also, even the way that you're approaching it is small. Yes. Right? Because you're not doing this whole grand gesture of Christmas shopping on the last Saturday before Christmas. Mm -hmm. You're like spreading it out throughout the year. Yes. Mm -hmm. And like there are going to be times where they're like, man, I just really need some cash so that I can buy this 3D printer or this other thing. And sometimes that is the most thoughtful gift Uh um, is to hear what they need and to then 
go in and say, all right, here, let me help you out with that. Uh-huh. But people who really struggle where it's like, oh, maybe I can go to Bath and Body Works and like get them a candle. If that's what they actually want, cool, go and do that. But I can guarantee you there's a lot of teachers out there who are really tired of having, you know, Bath and Body Works candles put on their um, their desks. And sometimes what they need is just, okay, what do teachers need? What do I know that teachers, you know, would really value? Probably time off and taking care of themselves, something like that. So maybe a gift card to some sort of like giving them giving themselves time and space, whether that's for coffee or a massage or whatever. Or a class at make do. Or a class at make do. <laughs> like maybe they're really creative, you know? So yeah, think about that as you're as you're trying to grow in your gift giving. Mm-hmm. It's it's like you get to celebrate the other person. Like that that's cool. Yeah. I don't like forced gift giving, which is what Christmas is. So like I like I would much rather be like oh, I saw this gift and I'm going to give it to this person on a random day. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I love Sonic, why Sonic is such an easy way into my heart. Like, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't feel like forced or, oh, you're only giving this to me because it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's also not, I don't have to think, oh, how much did this set you back? I don't know. Yeah, I think, well, specifically I think about like, Gift swaps in groups of people where you don't really know them, like say at Uh your work, Uh that's a really tough one because maybe you don't really know this person and you don't have time to do homework on this person. Also, why are we doing those? You know, I get the fun, like gift giving is fun for some people or like I, I think it's a good practice to get into, but... I think there are some, I don't have time to like totally unpack all that I think about it, but I think there are some problems with like the workplace gift swap with people that you barely know. Yeah. Because the basis of Christmas, right, is supposed to be that Jesus was the ultimate gift. And so we, you know, we practice that by giving gifts to others, just like God gave his gift to us. But he also knows us intimately, like in... In my faith, I have a relation, a personal relationship with God. It's not like some, there's not sort of a, a grand distance between us. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he knew, like in my, in my view, he knew what I needed. And what I needed was, you know, what I needed was Jesus and a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So like, I think gift giving should reflect that. It's not about how big, like, and flashy it is, but just like, I'm giving this gift out of relationship with you. Yeah. And that's hard to do at work with people that you barely know, because then your metrics of the gift is like, how much money did they spend? Right. What was I the also cool just, gift? I just think, why are we, like, we have a choice. We don't have to keep buying into the consumerism of it all, which is to me what, like... And I don't have, we don't do a gift exchange, me and you. That'd be weird. Because um, <laughs> it's just a two, here, let's do a secret Santa at Make Do. Hmm, who's it from? Now, I do think it can be, we've completely gotten off topic. We are actually unpacking this now. So here we yeah, go. I do think it can be a fun way to get to know people mm. or to like, to, to have fun at work. Mm-hmm. But I think the limit for whatever you're going to spend needs to be like $10 or less Mm -hmm. for the whole month. Otherwise you're just trading junk for junk. You're just getting, you're accumulating stuff Stuff. to what end. Um, And so I think it can be a fun way to get to know people Mm -hmm. or to say like, if you, if you really want to cultivate a sense of giving, like of being generous, Hey, here's how I don't need you to go buy me a candle. I can Mm -hmm. buy my own candle. Mm -hmm. How do we want to show that we're being generous or giving? Like, how do we want to give back? It's completely different. Yes. Um, Okay. We probably have. One last thing. Yeah. Think about giving experiences like a class at Make Do, but then there's other ways that you can give experiences Mm -hmm. to people. So consider that this holiday season. Because that's building memories too. There's, well, there's like a little rhyme that people would do something, something you want, something you need, something to share, something to read. Um, Oh yeah. Sometimes it's like something to wear something, wait, something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read. 
Okay. That's what I've heard for oh, kiddos. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. usually kids, like, you know, they're growing out of clothes. Yeah. So they need a new pair of socks. Yeah. Although, parents, please don't give your kids, like, underwear to unwrap on Christmas. That's just <gasps> embarrassing. Oh, my gosh. So, like, socks are fine. But if you are going to give them underwear for Christmas, just, like, give it to them later where they don't have to unwrap it in front of everybody. Um, that feels very personal. I <laughs> one year... Gave Muli underwear for Christmas. You gave her underwear for Christmas? Yes. And why? why? I don't know. I think just because I was like, she's not going to spend this money on herself. I'll buy her underwear. Uh, well, if, So it came from like a wholesome place. Where right. Like, but also underwear is like sized weird. Yes. And it's quite personal. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's got to fit close to your body. The long story short is I got her underwear that was huge. Oh, no. And it was a huge, like, everyone thought it was funny. She, like, tried it on over her clothes. Yeah. It was, like, a huge joke. But I was probably, I don't know, 16. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I must. I said that because I think I maybe drove myself. Mm-hmm. So I turned 16 on December 22nd. And so the first big thing I did, I just remember how exciting it was for me to be able to drive around my town mm-hmm. by myself and buy presents for mm-hmm. people. So that's why I think maybe I was 16, but also I could have been younger. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> but buying underwear, that's, yeah. So don't assume that you know someone's size of underwear. Yeah, don't do that. No. Yeah, also just let them open up that stuff in private. Yeah. That's better that way. Yeah. Um All right. Okay. You move on? Yeah, I think we should. <laughs> so tying up this bow, don't underestimate the little things, whether it's in your giving, like mm-hmm. if you think your gift is too small, mm-hmm. no gift is too small. Mm-mm. Um what really adds value to something is that the the showing of the knowing mm-hmm. um, for make do that's as simple as just saying hey I want to donate to make do mm-hmm. you show that you, you're showing that you know that that's what we need and we're yeah. cool with that for people it's you know knowing who they are um, and taking the time to get to know who they are um, or where they're at in life so just just keep that in mind grand gestures are good you need them they have their place but eighty percent of the time do the little thing yep. Excellent. For yourself, too. Like, there's a lot of people out there, myself included, that really struggle to take care of themselves and do self-care. Realize that self-care is not big grand gestures to yourself. Sometimes it's a green smoothie and watching a 1940s Christmas movie. Yep. So. I would be like, I don't want to watch the movie. Yeah, neither. <laughs> I know. That may not. See, that's the thing. I was showing that I was knowing myself. Yeah. I knew that's what I needed. I needed to eat something healthy and I needed to just relax and watch, all, look at all the cool outfits that people are wearing while they yeah. dramatically talk about how <laughs> they're getting feelings for one another. <laughs> they're getting feelings. They're, they're catching the feels. You sound like Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> uh, what's your sweet? Or your sour, you can pick. Um, I didn't think about this yet. <laughs> all right. My sweet was that I took a day off. Um, Like in the middle of the week. In the middle of the week. Mm -hmm. um, It felt weird. And I know it's weird also talking to Joe on the podcast while I'm talking about this. But I had a weekend where I worked both Saturday and Sunday. And I worked a lot the Friday before. And I just felt really burnt out. And I knew I needed to take care of myself. And so I did. And I came back and I'm feeling good. So I feel like it was well worth the time off. And we didn't fall apart. Everything was good here. I mean, emotionally, I fell apart. <laughs> I made coffee and didn't realize I like forgot to drink my coffee until I went home and was like, I think I made coffee earlier and didn't drink it because <laughs> I didn't have Madison to be like, hey, hey your coffee's still sitting here in my office. <laughs> so yeah, my sweet was that I knew what my body needed and I took care of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my sweet, I didn't think of this at all. I mean, honestly, my sweet is just the uh, outpouring of support that Make Do has gotten this month. It has been very yeah. sweet. It's yeah. been astounding. That may have been my sweet last week, too. I don't remember. But because I think we recorded after Giving Tuesday. But anyway, I'm just like still blown away. Like still kind of flying high off of that. Woo. All right. My sour. Let me pick up my notes again. Um. Oh, yeah, I'm behind on one. Oh, I didn't do oh. sweets last week because we did 10 Thanksgiving. Oh, us, and it was so a bunch of sweet. One. Yeah. Yeah. My sour is that I'm just behind on laundry. I had a day off, but I was like, nah, I'm not doing laundry. But that means this morning I had to get up and do some laundry. Oh, 
Uh, sometimes my sour is that I start laundry and don't finish it. So then it like actually gets sour in the laundry <laughs> It turns a little yeah. rank. Um, yeah. Oh, I have a sweet. Oh, uh, okay. another sweet I'll yeah. use. Um, so last week my sour was that Libby, um, Libby, the library app, stole my book that I was reading back. And I only had like an hour left mm-hmm. of it. And I was going to have to wait like two more weeks. But I didn't. I only had to wait a couple more days. So I got it back and I was able to finish it. Yay. So, and this is your book club book, right? No, no. Oh, no. This was um, the third book of Nevermore. <gasps> oh, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad that that got that got done. Uh, right. Okay. So. What was your sour? Oh, you didn't do laundry. I just didn't get caught up on laundry. Um, uh, what I am learning. I didn't say a sour. Oh, I'm sorry. That was a sweet that you got the book back. Yeah. I apologize. Go ahead. <laughs> my sour is that you did not show that you know that I did not say a sour yet. I'm kidding. Okay. Um, my sour. I don't. I didn't think of this before, obviously. Would you like me to do go ahead and give, say give what I'm learning? Oh. Or a, <laughs> That way you can have time to think of your You can your be sour. like, here's your sour, Joe. No. All right. So I'll go ahead and say what I'm learning. Yeah. What are you learning? So I'm learning that every Christmas looks different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people put expectations like on Grand gen- Gingers. <laughs> I do love a Grand Ginger. <laughs> grand Ginger. Uh, just like they put big expectations on grand gestures, they put big expectations on Christmas as to what they should feel like, what it should look like. Mm. Um, how family should function, but people and the world changes over time. So to expect Christmas or this holiday season, whatever it looks like for you, um, to it, so to think that it would be the same every time, uh, is just not, it, that's just not true. Mm. So I was having a really hard time getting into this holiday season and I was talking with my therapist about it. And we discussed that sometimes the things that made you happy last season aren't going to be the same things this season. So don't take that as you just don't have the spirit of Christmas. It's an opportunity for you to go out and figure out what's going to make you happy this holiday season. For me, it's watching 1940s Christmas movies. With oh, because last week we were talking about uh, you were going to go find your 10th mm-hmm. thing giving you zest. So is it the Christmas movies? It is weird 1940s Christmas movies. And there are a lot. It's Most of them are romances. Um, So is it like the 1940s version of the Hallmark movie? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'm just a basic gal except just subtract, you know, a few decades. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I don't know. I really don't agree with some of like the gender politics that happen in... Uh, in the movies. Oh, well, I mean, it was the 40s. It was, yeah. Different times. But they make me happy to see all the old clothes and the way that things were. And that part brings me joy. So even things that I don't entirely agree with where I'm like, I don't want that for my life can still bring me joy. Yeah. So that's my 10th thing. I found it. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm learning that Christmas looks different and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, What am I learning? I don't know. I'm not learning anything. I don't have a sour. That's good, though. I guess. I do wish all this rain, that it was cold enough that it was snow. (sighs) Me too. That's my sour. My sour is that the rain is not snow. (laughs) No white Christmas around here, unfortunately. Like, have you ever had a white Christmas? Oddly enough, it was in Texas that I had a white Christmas. Yeah, I mean, we maybe had like one one white Christmas, but usually not. Like, usually it doesn't get cold till January. Yeah. But the first day of winter is not until December 21st. So there you go. Don't have. It's not even winter yet. It's still fall. At least around here. Um, I'm going to be traveling up to Minnesota to visit my sister. And there is definitely going to be snow. Or at least I'm hoping so. Richard is going to be real devastated if he doesn't get his snow up in Minnesota. He's been missing snows ever since he left Maryland. Yeah. Makes me think of the movie White Christmas when they go to Vermont and it's completely... (laughs) There's no snow there. It's great. Um, and I guess I'm learning... I don't know. I think we're getting pretty good at finding a rhythm of, hey, let's plan. Hey, it's not so big deal to plan a semester of classes at McDo because this will be our third... This will be your third spring, mm-hmm. right? So that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely feel much more able to make decisions about that. Yeah. So. Well, cool. Yeah. Um... I don't really have anything else to 
say? I think we've talked long enough. I want to guess one hour and seven minutes. Now I'm nervous that it'll be right. So it's one hour, six minutes, and 35 seconds. So, so I was pretty close. close. 30 seconds. I'll take that. Yeah. Over That's under. a pretty good margin seconds. of error if you ask me. <laughs> so not sure. right on the minute, but pretty close. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, friends. The streak stands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends. Take time to enjoy the little things. Yes, the small things. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you to my dear, dear friend, Craig Hudson, for our very createful theme music. You can hear more of Craig's music on Spotify under Craig Hudson. That's Hudson with a T. Or you can just uh, click on the link in the show notes. Also, be sure to connect with Make Do on Instagram at Make Do Create or on Facebook at Make Do Cersei. And visit our website, makedocreate.org, for upcoming classes, show notes, to order a face mask, lots of things. We'll be back here with another episode next Monday. Have a good week, y'all.